0: You can go to Acts 1-8 tonight. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to try my best to hold it together. Amen. (laughs) You see, I didn't come to put a show on, amen. We came to preach the word tonight, amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. So Acts 1-8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria to the ends of the earth. Amen. Now, I want to talk about being a witness, but I want to talk about the power you have. You have power. You understand that, right? If you're in Christ, you know Jesus, you have power. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it says here, you've been endued with power been given a certain type of power and um that word power there is translated dunamis actually means miracle working power so right now where you're sitting if you're in christ and you have the holy spirit the holy spirit is upon you you've been baptized in the holy ghost you have been endued with power miracle working power that's what the bible says here and it says here to be a witness to be witnesses. I'm the type of person that likes to look up every word. Amen. I like definitions. I like what a word means, what it means in the Greek or the Hebrew. This word actually means, it actually means martyr. And the word martyr has never taken on a good. It's just not a popular word, right? Because what martyr means is you're going to die for a cause. Right, You're going to die for a cause. And there are many martyrs in the Bible who died for the cause of Jesus Christ. But it's not really what it meant, was meant to be, meant to mean. Amen, that word? What it meant to mean is this. Is that you're willing to die to yourself to live for Christ. So the Lord is saying here in essence... But you will receive power, miracle-working power for what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. In other words, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you can die to yourself and live for Christ. Amen? Isn't that powerful? See, for a long time in my life, I was trying to be good. Amen. As you notice, this is in a regular church. And we we don't, we don't, we're not going to tell you to be good. We're not going to tell you to be good. We're going to read and declare the Bible to you. We're going to preach it. It's up to you to receive it. When you receive it, you receive power. Power to do what it says. And here it's saying, that you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be witnesses. In other words, to live this life out for Jesus Christ. Amen. Not only does he ask you, hey, be holy, for I am holy. But he says, I also give you the power to live holy. I give you the power, the miracle working power. Now, I like to think a lot, Amen. And one of the things that I think about is why did he put those three regions on this scripture? Do you notice those three regions? It says to be a witness in Jerusalem. And I thought, there we go again. I want to know what Jerusalem means. It's not only that it's a city in Israel, but it's the capital city. Amen. So this can mean your home. He's given you power to live for him in your home, in front of your family. Amen? He's given you power to die to self in order to pick up the cross and live for him with your family. Amen? So then it says, Judea. I thought, well, let's look that up. And Judea means the surrounding regions. Amen. So he's given you power to die to yourself, to live for him in your neighbor, in your neighborhood, with your neighbors, with your friends. Amen. Then I thought, oh man, there's a, two more cities here, two more regions. And it says Samaria. And I thought, Samaria, that's interesting. I looked up Samaria. Samaria in those days was a place that Jewish people could not go, and Samarians couldn't come with the Jewish people. It was a place of discrimination. Amen? And so, the Lord is saying here, I've given you power to die to yourself, to live for me, to pick up the cross. Amen? Amen. So that you can live in that way, in that manner, in front of people that dislike you or you dislike. Amen. Powerful, right? Each city has a meaning. And when I thought of Samaria, I thought, man, people from San Manito and Harlingen don't like each other too much. <laughs> Especially around football season, right? You guys got that battle of the royal, right? Is that what it is? There's fights in the parking lot with parents, not the players. (laughs) Amen? And think about the person you dislike the most, because I know you dislike somebody. You should love them, but I know you dislike them. Something you don't like about them, you don't like being around them, right? You should, but you don't. Just be honest with yourself. And the Lord has even given you power, right, to die to yourself, to pick up the cross and live for him in front of those people. Isn't that powerful? Then I thought about the last one. It says, into the uttermost parts of the world, the farthest regions. And I thought, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to mean Distance. Amen. Are there some places in this city that you would not go? Think about it. Amen. Are there places the cops won't go? I know a couple of colonias. <laughs> Amen. After I told people I would go there and pick kids up, things like, hey, don't be doing that, you know, not at night. I didn't know any better, you know, but, you know, hey, I have to go pick up the kid and drop him off. Amen? And the Lord has called you to die to yourself, pick up the cross, and walk into those regions. It may be far away, far away from here. You know, Tibet, in the cold weather, in the mountain, you're going to go reach a guy in the hut. You climb 70,000 feet just to get to him? It may mean that. But it just may mean the red lights district, right? It may mean the woman giving herself for sex on the corner. Because nobody's going to her. Right? Nobody's going to her. But he has given you power to die to yourself. Pick up the cross and live for him to go to that woman. The uttermost parts of the world. Amen? Are you guys ready to learn how to be a witness? Because you have the power. In other words, the potential is already in you. But what do you need to do? Praise God. I want you to say this. Say this out loud with me. Say, my character is a witness of the truth. Amen. One area of your life where you need to be a witness is in your character. How you act in front of people means a lot. I told you about those neighborhoods I used to go to to pick up kids. One kid told me, I told him, I'm, we're going to go soul winning in this neighborhood. You ready to go soul winning with your, to get your friends saved? He looked, he looked back at me. He kind of didn't want to. He said, why aren't you ready? Don't you want them to receive the same thing that you receive at our church? Wouldn't you want them to receive Jesus Christ? And he said to me, sir, in order to come into this neighborhood, people are going to want to see what you do before you say anything to them. Amen? You know, at the time, I thought it was an excuse. But it holds much truth, doesn't it? If your character isn't right in front of people, what makes you think they're going to want the Jesus you speak about? Amen. I got a couple quotes for you. Evangelist Eval- Eval- right-hand bonky said this. I just can't get over what he said here. You know, I was listening to him one night. He says, you can bury a lie, and it will rot. But you can bury the truth, and it will rise. Amen? So you can bury a lie, it will rot, and you can bury the truth, and it will rise. And my question to you is, has the truth that has set you free risen? Has it risen to the surface, to where what people see on the surface is the truth? Jesus. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if the truth has risen in your life, it's risen to the surface. And so if it's risen to the surface, they see Jesus on you. And that's my question to you today. Are you being a witness with your character, with your personality, the way you are, the way you conduct yourself every day? And I'm not saying just act a certain way just to look nice. I'm saying, has the truth in you set you free so that you can really act good and nice? Really be kind and really mean it, right? You know, someone told me once, nice means just pity. Kind means you care. Amen? Has the truth in your heart risen, if you say you're free, you come every Sunday, you come Wednesdays, and, you, and I'm free, and I'm free, and I'm free, but then you act a certain way. You're not giving your character, you're not giving a witness of, your, of the character, the true character of Christ that lives in you. Has the truth risen? In John 8, 31 and 32, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, listen. You are truly my disciples. Now, listen to this. He said, He said to the people that believed in him, right? That means they're believers. But then he said, You believers, you who believe, will truly be my disciples. If what? If you remain faithful in my, to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know, there was a young lady that came and preached here one night. And she was living in a in a in a lifestyle of immorality. And I just, I just, like I, I listened to her for 30 minutes. It was great, but I had to go do something. But the one thing that I still remember to this day is she said, you know, I came to a church and they loved me. And the love was strong. The love was strong. Praise God for the love. People hugged me, people took me into their families, people invited me out. But the one thing that really set me free was when someone gave me the word of truth and told me the truth about my life. When someone told me that there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. When someone told me I have to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. When someone told me that is when I was set free. From my addiction, she said, it was the truth that set me free. Love brought me in, but the truth set me free. Amen. Has the truth risen? Has it risen in your life? I'm talking to you. I don't really know you that well. You may think I do. But I don't go home with you. Amen? Amen. So are your actions speaking louder than words? When something wrong happens, how do you react? Do you love the one you used to hate? Do you forgive everybody right away? See, we say we want to be like Christ, but all those things are hard to do. But he has given you power. Amen? Amen? Miracle-working power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon me. <laughs> and I can be a testimony. Not a fake a Just made that up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Write it down then. <laughs> like that twang, sister. Amen. Say... My character is a witness of the truth. Hallelujah. Say, my voice is a tool for the gospel. Second place we need to be a witness is with our voice. Amen. Got to use our our tool. We got to tell people about Jesus. some brothers and sisters are waking up finally. After sitting down for 10, 20 years. And the Lord is saying, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You've heard my word enough. When are you going to go and tell somebody? You know, we just breeze on by, man. Oh, we're fine. We're saved. Okay, let's just breeze on by. If you're on a skate, I I like skateboards. not a good skateboarder, but just kind of like. We're just going to go down the road. Nobody's going to bother us. Everything's going to be cool. We don't have to say something. They don't have to say anything to us. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. And the Lord is saying, Enough is enough. You've been here a year already? You should be leading people to Christ. Been here a month. You should be leading people to Christ. That's not just for us, that's not just for the pastor. Amen? Amen. He needs your tool. He needs your voice. He said, you know, he's saying to people, he's saying to people, you know, enough's enough. If you don't say something about me, I won't say anything about you in heaven. Amen? Amen. You know, the word of God says that. The word of God in Matthew 10, 32, and 33, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I also, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. That's Jesus. Folks, I didn't make it up. Jesus said that. It's in red. Amen. Are you looking to get your, are you even looking to get people saved? Are you looking at your coworkers as they go to hell and and just thinking about their salvation? Are you even there? And if you're not there, you should get there, right? Because that's all Jesus thinks about. And you come into his presence like we were now, we're in his presence. You know, we can stay in his presence, yes. We can keep staying in his presence. But man, after a while I get I'm like I get antsy. You know? I'm like, man, I love these services, but I gotta go tell somebody about Jesus. That's how I started with my walk. I may have not given up my addictions right away, but there's one thing I did not do. There's one thing I did not do is keep my mouth shut. I did not do that. I might have done a lot of bad things, even as a Christian. But one thing I did not do is keep my mouth shut about Jesus. And see, the Lord seeks, you know, the, the devil seeks to shut your mouth. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm not proud of myself. But I'm so glad that I didn't keep my mouth shut. Amen. Amen. You know, at the age of 19, I was here at this church, and, and I would go into my room, and I put a CD on, and I would worship God, and I would get in his presence, and I'd feel the spirit of God come upon me, and and I'd feel just the urge, and I'd just say, thank you, Jesus, for everything you do for me. I started thanking God about everything, you know. You, when, you, when you're in the presence of God, you start to thank God about everything. You're just going, you're, thank you for this shirt, Lord. You're crying. Thank you for this shirt. You these shoes. This carpet. I love this carpet. You know, you just thank God for everything and you're so thankful that you just go out into the street and you're you're just every every person that comes near you what's your name my name's Tony where do you work oh that's awesome Jesus loves you man I just want you to know no no you're not going anywhere Jesus loves you I would stay a whole hour sometimes with somebody. You know, the compassion would hit you. Like, man, literally what you're thinking is this guy can receive Jesus right now and die the next second and not receive Jesus. And I felt like, man, I need to let him know how awesome he is to enter into this relationship with the Lord where you have no cares and no fear. Doesn't everybody want that? Everybody's looking for that already. So I got to find Jesus. I found Jesus one day because he found me already, right? So it just so happened that I finally realized that he loved me. And when I accepted him, I accepted him for good. And he gave me a purpose with it. Why? Because power came upon me when the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I was endued with power. Dunamis, miracle working power. To live for him and so my voice became his vessel whatever came out of this needed to be about him people get annoyed around people that praise God all the time amen I used to get annoyed at my mom oh hallelujah oh thank you Jesus all through the house you know oh hallelujah oh thank you Jesus oh hallelujah oh thank you Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah. Like mom, man, there's no reason to say hallelujah about that, you know. <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> then you got to think, why am I getting annoyed? Why am I getting annoyed? There must be something wrong with me, right? There's nothing wrong with her. Cuz there's never anything wrong with your mom, right? <laughs> now the mom said amen. See my voice is a tool for the gospel. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, the first time you used your mouth as a tool for the gospel was the first time you received Christ. And see, he didn't ask you to stop right there. He said, keep going. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Say my prayer closet is to engage the lost. And I find the third place you can be a witness is in your prayer closet. And we're getting, we are getting so into prayer. I mean, I know we were always into prayer. But in the mornings here, at 8.30 in the morning, we come and we pray. And I tell you, you can stay two hours, easy. And we don't even preach. We don't even get up here to, to minister or anything. We just say a couple of things. And then we just get into prayer. People go to their place, you know. We kind of shut the lights, put some music on. And people, people are staying here for hours. Your prayer closet should be used to engage the lost. You can engage the lost in your prayer closet. All right, let's go to some scripture. It says here in Matthew nine thirty eight. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. You see, you ask the Lord to send laborers, it says in the Bible, into the fields. Why? Because there's a harvest. See, the harvest is ready. It means if, if he says harvest, that means it's ready. It's been the easiest thing to engage the lost in the streets, folks. We're at Walmart on Saturday. When was Friday? Talked to seven people with another brother. Just receiving, left and right. Just receiving the Lord, left and right. Amen. Just being touched. Talked to one fellow about his car. I was like, "Man, you got a nice car. You got the nicest car in the parking lot, bro. (laughs) This is nice. (laughs) All the girls are gonna be looking at you, man. Anytime soon here." We're engaging them, right? Why? That's what, he's, that's what he's involved with. This is his love right here. And then I asked him, hey, you know Jesus? He said, yeah, man, I used to go to church and blah, blah. Bro, do you love Jesus as much as you love this car? Because, I mean, it was decked out, man. Right? He started to, to, to tear up. You know, the Bible says you can come back to your first love. Now, I want to ask you a question. If you're not witnessing with your character, you're not witnessing with your voice, and you're definitely not praying for people, and you've lost your first love, and you need to come back, can, can you get that tonight? that there's there is something wrong that's you know like I'm not walking out of love by letting you know that I'm actually walking in love by letting you know that because I feel like many ministers are afraid to to say a strong message to people because of their feelings but you are called to engage this world into Christ if you don't evoke Jesus the hunger of Jesus into others, then you are definitely lost, and you need to come back to your first love. You need to come back. Hallelujah. Thank you. Jesus. First Timothy 2, 1 through 5. We prayed this this morning. It says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom. For everyone, This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. Your prayer life can do that. I mean, think about all the things I just spoke about. Right there in that scripture. It says the moment your knees go down and you pray to the Father, that the prayer of a righteous woman or man avails that much, that it can turn government, because he's talking about, Leaders, right? It can turn government. It can turn leadership. It can turn the world upside down. We reign and rule. It's not the other way around. But the problem is, is that we haven't used, we're not being witnesses in our prayer closet. All we're asking for is the things we need. And we forgot the soul's. How many souls have you asked for? The Lord is asking you tonight. How many souls have you asked for? Take as many as you want. Take as many as you want. You have the whole world. You can engage the world in your prayer life. Amen. I find that sometimes when I ask a laborer to come across this person's path, I become the laborer. Who's noticed that? Asking for a laborer, and the Lord's like, well, you're here. They'll go across their path. My gosh, I see an army here tonight. Man, I'm not, I'm not talking to just anybody. I see an army. I see an army of God's people. Forget the shame. Forget the rejection. Forget the fear. Leave it at the door. And just walk on through with what he gave you. You are kings and queens. That's it. That's it. A king and queen sits down and they reign. They sit down and reign. They sit down at the right hand of of the Father, up on high, high above all principalities, powers, dominions, and minds. They sit in Christ Jesus. They sit down and reign with him. They dictate what happens around them. Are you being a witness with your prayer life? Amen. Hallelujah. You we're going to ask for the car, the barn, and the, and the dog. Don't forget the people. Don't forget the people. Amen. All right. This is the big one. Don't thank the Lord yet. If you're not going to like this one. I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking, sister. My finances to fund the gospel. Ah, oh, see, you may have thought your finances are to fund your bills. That's what you think. <laughs> it got quiet in here. Where's the back door? Eli? No, just, just. My finances to fund the gospel. Your finances are not to fund your bills. Your finances are not to pay off your house. Your finances aren't, are not to pay off your car, even though you should. But in your mind, can't you wait to pay everything off? Right? Or are you going to get another loan? Because if you get another loan, you can't fund the gospel. Amen. And you either fund yourself to go or you fund somebody else to go. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to Malachi. The scripture quoted more than Philippians four thirteen. <laughs> Malachi three, eight through twelve it says Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he will not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither will your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the whole point to tithing and to giving offerings is that it comes back to you that much more. Amen. I know I've never seen a time in my life where I didn't give, and it just came back. And it didn't come back. It never came back the same. It always came back more in abundance. I mean, just this, this year, guys, started January, started sowing. The Lord said, so, so, so. I have a couple trips I got to go to. I have no money for these trips. I'm just like by faith going to these trips, Amen. Just going to preach the gospel. I want to preach the gospel, I'm just going to go. Amen? Amen. And you know what I sowed into a young lady? Amen? Came back tenfold. Amen? Came back tenfold. Well, you're a pastor, you know. Everybody knows they are going to preach the gospel. I didn't tell anybody. After I got my plane ticket, I was like, yeah. Almost free. Who gets that, Right? Who gets a free plane ticket if they're not having faith? Nobody out there. Everybody's going to tell you it's going to cost a lot. It's going to cost a lot. It's going to cost a lot. Cost a lot. Man, and you you do the opposite of what you're supposed to. I was, you know, I could have started saving. I couldn't even do that. And Jerry says, just sow seed. Just sow seed. Watch me. And you hundred bucks turned into a thousand dollars. Amen. Put it into God's hand. Put it into God's hand. Watch him. Watch him pay off the house. Watch him pay off the car. Man, don't get a loan after that, though. Because he wants you to go somewhere. What's the the point? Oh, my God, get a better car. No. Go somewhere with the one you have. It's paid off. Hallelujah couple pointers start by tithing amen we're not tithing start today i'm like man this guy's telling me to tithe today yeah tithe today i'm telling you because it works give your offering as well you notice that it said tithes and offerings where'd you rob me tithes and offerings he said he didn't just say tithe he said offerings. are you looking to give somebody something amen amen Believe that what God says. Believe the word of God. It says here, all nations will call you blessed. You should start saying that. Tithing is not just about the money you put in the bucket. It's about what you say with your mouth. It's about the attitude that you come with. Yes. My attitude is I'm, I'm preaching the gospel with my money. Praise God. Amen. It's going into the gospel. Amen. Expect to receive more. Expect miracles. Expect to give more. You know, what is one of the things on at the beginning of the year, the year you know, I want to go to the exercise, I want to exercise three times a week, and I'm sure <laughs> it's down to zero, right? <laughs> and I want to, you know, I'm going to give up this, I'm going to give up that, I hope pastor doesn't see this list, you know? And then, oh, I would love to go to, on a trip to Cancun, you know, something like that. But can one of them be, I want to give more? I want to give more than I gave last year. Because if you're giving more than you did last year, you're receiving more, folks. That's just the way it works. (laughs) I mean, I get so happy about that. It's just the way it works. If I give more, I receive more. (laughs) All right. Amen. Amen. I'm done. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! We got a bunch of happy people ready to give. Amen. That was good, though, right? Was it, good? I mean, it was good. I mean, it's good. Praise God! It's eight <laughs> eleven. I don't go more than thirty minutes. You better have been here within the thirty minutes to receive all that. Amen. Amen. Man, I'm just happy about giving more this year to the gospel. Yeah. I'm just happy that I can be a witness in that area. I can't wait to give more. You know, man, what's your dream? How, how far do you want to go with this? You know, I, 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 I believe I'm going to give people big checks, man. I just, I'm just going to walk into ministries. You've been such a blessing to me. I've heard you my whole life. And I'm giving this to your ministry. I'm so, I'm so honored to be it to you. I have four or five ministries like that in my head right now that I just want to go. I want to walk with the biggest. I want to give the biggest check I can give to fund the gospel because that's what they're doing. They're preaching the gospel. They're being witnesses. Amen. Are you ready to be a witness? Remember the first scripture I gave you about truth? He said he spoke to the people that believed in him. But then he said, the people that believe, right, you will be my disciples if you adhere to my teachings. Meaning, not everybody in this room is a disciple. That's just the honest truth. Because if you're a disciple, you follow him in every area of your life. I'll choose this one and not that one. It doesn't work. You know, there's a fence. You know, people are like, I'll just ride the fence on that one. You know, there's like a, 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 there's a side here and a side there. There's a fence, and people just kind of straddle the fence. They're, they're on the fence. The fence belongs to the devil, folks. Amen. It belongs to the devil. Get on God's side all the way through. Amen. amen? <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus.